Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. If you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting a like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's dive straight in to today's first story. And today's first story does follow with an update. And it's from Throwaway After, who says, My 42 female best friend, 42 female, told my husband, 44 male, I cheated, and he's leaving. I'll go right ahead and say the obvious. I deserve this. I'm the villain. It's all my fault, I know. But my goodness, I can't handle this. I'm posting here in the hopes that someone has advice on how to win back a betrayed spouse. Back in 2001, yes, 20 years ago, I was young and dumb and did something horrible. I'd been with my husband, boyfriend at the time for five years at that point. We grew up in the same hometown part of the same friend group as kids and fell in love in high school. We've been together ever since. After college, however, I got it into my head that my relationship was holding me down and stifling my self-expression. My best friend Julia agreed with the sentiment. Together, we'd go out clubbing, leaving our boyfriends at home. We wouldn't do anything bad, but there was still a thrill to knowing that other guys were looking at us. Well, as they say, never play with fire. The more we partied, the more Julia wanted to cheat. Eventually, she started making out with other guys at clubs, and I'm ashamed to say that for a few nights, I did the same, dancing with guys and kissing them. I put a stop to this after a few such incidents. I felt disgusted with myself, with her, with these strangers I was kissing, and most of all, I felt horrible about cheating on the love of my life. I told her that I couldn't hang out with her anymore if she was going to continue her cheating ways. She understood, and she put a stop to it as well. Of course, all my moral indignation didn't give me the courage to actually fess up to what I did, so we kept it our secret. Skip 20 years later. I've hence married that boyfriend, and he's my husband now. We have four children, 18, 17, 14, and 14. Over these 20 years, my best friend has practically faded out of the dating pool entirely. She has a successful business of her own, inherited from family, and she dedicates her life to running it. Her social life is essentially hanging out with me or my husband and sometimes babysitting the kids. Well, it turns out that she's gotten so chummy with my husband that one night in February of this year, she had too much to drink and she ended up letting spill our little cheating incidents back in the day. She didn't mention that I only did it four times, kissing four different guys in total. Understandably, she doesn't remember those specifics. She just remembers that she cheated for almost an entire year and remembers I was doing generally the same. To make matters worse, she said this while my oldest son was upstairs and my son heard everything. I was away for the weekend with our three other kids, visiting my parents and my poor husband had to calm my son down while also trying to make sense of what Julia was telling him. I never knew that the night I left would be the last time the love of my life would ever kiss me. I came home the next day and my husband sat me down and asked me point blank if I ever cheated on him. I could tell from the look in his eyes that he knew everything. I admitted that I had. He was so calm that it scared me. I was afraid for his well-being. 
He's usually so proud and charismatic, and that day, he just looked serene, detached from our relationship, detached from me. He told me that he wants a DNA test on all of our children, which I of course agreed to, because they are his. He's the only man I've ever slept with. We waited for the test results for one week, and my son wanted nothing to do with me during this time. When the results came back, I thought that we could finally start on rebuilding our foundation of of trust. I had all the energy in the world to put in our marriage and to show my man that I was worth his time and his love. The day the results came back, he told me he wanted a divorce. We have been separated since March of this year. He has pursued a condo in the downtown area of our city. My oldest two kids spend 100% of their time there, while my youngest twins split their time with me and him. He refuses to go to marital counseling. Our jurisdiction has a six-month wait before a divorce can be finalized, and that expired in October. So as if October 23rd, I'm a 42-year-old divorcee with four kids, two of whom hate me. The others see me as the reason their lives were upturned. I cut Julia out of my life. I know this wasn't her fault. I know I was the one who chose to lie, and I deserve the consequences. But still, I associate my life's total ruin to her. I blame her, even though it doesn't make sense. And just last weekend, one of my younger kids mentioned that Julia has been sleeping over at my husband's condo. I'm incensed with jealousy and hatred for her and anguish at this whole situation. I need to win him back. This isn't how our lives are supposed to end. We have worked so damn hard to build our home and he can't share it all with her while I rot out here in the cold. Even the thought of calling him my ex makes me want to shrivel up and disappear. Yes, and from the post, it looks like OP knows that they totally, royally messed up here. And you've got to stand in husband's shoes in this one and say, how does he feel in this situation? You know, 20 years ago, he finds out that there was lies from that long ago. Surely it would just make you question everything. And it has, wanting the DNA test, it just makes you think, you can't trust this person through all these years that this lie from 20 years has come up now. And me personally, I can't give any advice that would help in this situation because I don't think I could trust someone who'd done that to me either. It would leave me questioning absolutely everything. He just has to take your word that it was kissing and and it wasn't just kissing, it's a betrayal of trust. That's the big thing here. But what is Julia up to that she's staying around his condo now? That does raise some questions. Did she intentionally bring out this news to split you up? Maybe she liked your husband. Just some things that were going through my head as I was reading. Maybe totally false though. But we do have an update to this one, which we'll cover in a moment. But first, we're going to cover some comments. And I went into OP's comment history to see if they replied to anyone, see if we could get any additional information. Not that we particularly need it in this one, but DanRoman79 says, Gotta say, after reading both of these posts, there is nothing about this relationship that seems healthy in any way. I think I'd worry more about rebuilding your relationship with your kids more than anything. OP says, yep, my kids are always my priority. I know these posts here in the relationship subreddit probably don't capture that, but that's because I'm not asking for advice about my children. So I don't focus on that aspect. The reality is right now, my older two boys don't want to talk to me. I've had my younger girls talk to their older brothers about this. And what they tell me is that they don't want a relationship with me right now. I don't want to force the subject because I fear they will only withdraw further. I still keep close tabs on their studies and in the last few months I've been able to help with their scheduling. Still, no direct conversations though. Next in line is mine replies that saying, why do you think your oldest sons are out of contact with you? OP replies saying, I don't want to go into too much detail because it hurts to talk about it. And that's really not the point of this thread. 
To summarize, my oldest son witnessed his father cry for the first and only, I pray, time in his life. This happened the night that Julia said what she did in her drunken stupor. Julia was too far gone to actually answer any follow-up questions or to temper her words, and now she can't even remember what she said, so I'm assuming she phrased it in the most vulgar way possible. She's a mean drunk, and sometimes she will say things in distasteful ways for no reason. My older son idolizes my husband, and so does my second son. My husband is their hero in a very real way. He used to coach basketball in their school. All the kids in elementary and middle school adored him, and I know our sons were always very proud of that. And in general, my husband's got an aura to him that makes people want to stay close. So to see him cry must have shattered my poor son's heart. He then told his younger brother, and the two of them have cut me out of their lives ever since. OK Replacement says, your biggest mistake, not counting cheating, was hiding it for 20 years. It's their entire relationship. For him, it is as if everything were false and a lie. Not only that, but you could also be calm with all that. As he sees it, their relationship was built on the basis of a lie and he never knew it. There are many cases where it can be recovered, but in this, I do not think it would be possible, at least in a few years. The amount of time is too much and it's literally their entire relationship. What have you been doing all this time that you've been separated? Have you been with someone else? He refuses to talk to you. I hope you update. OP replied saying, I haven't been with anyone else. There have been plenty of opportunities, but I'm just not interested. This is almost entirely because the thought of a relationship with anyone but him repulses me. I can't explain it as anything beyond just a carnal revolt in my stomach. I don't want to hold some other guy's hand. I don't want some other guy's arm around me. I don't want any of it. I've been focusing on my two younger kids. We all moved back to my mother's house. She's old and needs someone to help her. And it hurt me too much to stay at our old house because it feels so empty without him. I recognize that I am probably lingering at the outskirts of depression as I've lost about 30 pounds since we separated. A few times a week, I will message him or message my two older sons and dutifully, they ignore me. So now we're gonna head on to the update to see what that says. Well, I did something I never thought I'd do. I unblocked Julia and reached out to her. We set up a time to meet for coffee at my mum's house when the place would be empty. We spoke for hours, though I can't say that it was like old times. I found myself stuck with a tenseness in my stomach. I realized I still hate her for what she did. I'll never be able to let loose with her like I once did, and that's a reality I have to accept. Anyway, reiterate the facts as she told them. What were her intentions in telling my husband about my cheating? It was purely a drunken mistake with no real rhyme or reason behind it. She doesn't even remember it happening. She just remembers my oldest son being very short with her the next morning and my husband later explaining what she had said. How did she behave with my husband after the revelation? My husband cut her off a day or so after I did. He did this because a few days after the incident via text, she tried to convince him that she was drunk and confused. But this happened after he had confronted me, so he knew that it was the truth she had spilled. He wanted space from her because he associated her to all of my lies. How did she get back in touch with him after he blocked her? He didn't block her. He just told her to not contact him again. She promised to keep her distance from him and the kids. Three months later, she reached out to him again because she has been getting help without alcohol abuse and she wanted to apologize for all the harm she did. After that conversation, they kept in touch. Why is she spending nights at his place? She'd been finding it hard to stay at home alone during winter because of her old drinking habits and wanted some company. She sleeps in the guest bedroom and obviously they don't drink together or anything. She apologized for the confusion it caused my twin daughters. I allowed myself to feel hopeful here. 
They are not together. This wasn't some grand conspiracy for her to steal him away. I still have a chance, but I had to make sure. Did she ever sleep with him? Yes. After the divorce finalized, they hooked up a few times to let off steam. She insisted that I shouldn't worry because they never tried to pursue a relationship. There's way too much resentment and baggage for it to work, and she doesn't think she's his type. There it is. I cried when she admitted this. She cried and apologized. I must have told her that I hated her a thousand times. I really do hate her. I hate her more than I thought it was possible. She knows how much I love him. She knows how much I need him. And yet she still manages to knock things over and out of place no matter how it hurts me. I told her to get out after that. I haven't blocked her again. She wants to be back in my life, but there's no chance in hell I ever want to lay my eyes on her if she's sleeping with a man I love. I know some women can swallow their pride and do it, but I can't. So that's where I'm at. At least they're not in love or running off to get married. I tell myself that he's just using her to try and fill a hole in his heart. I tell myself that letting off steam is not how anyone would describe meaningful sex. It's a physical reaction to stress and circumstance. But then I remember what she said about her not being his type. I wish I asked her if she's dating now or if he has eyes on someone. I wish I wrote down notes on what I wanted to learn and express instead of just going in unprepared. My emotions got the best of me and now here I am weeping again until my body hurts from exhaustion. This hasn't helped my obsession with the prospect of him moving on. All this meeting has done is humble me at the thought of him and her making love. I can't let this go on. I need to get him back before he falls in love with someone else. Given the new information I've learned, does anyone have any advice on what to do? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's just a couple of posts on the update that I'd like to read out. One from unknown928121 who quotes, I can't let this go on. I need to get him back before he falls in love with someone else. Then goes on to say, use these feelings as motivation to better yourself. Get therapy, get a hobby, write a book, do something, but let this man go. Catharsism says this, my biggest concern here is that Opie began dating her ex-husband at 15, married around 21, had kids, etc. And now she's in her 40s, divorced and still trying to win him back. She's never been a person without him. So she's heavily dependent on him and that she has no idea how to be whole without him or exist without him. OP, you need therapy, not family counseling or marital counseling. You need to learn to be your own person. I understand that you're in a world of hurt, especially with your children cutting you off. But right now, you need to accept that this is your life now and you need to get a hold of yourself. If for no other reason than the fact that suffering for this long will not help anyone, not you, not your kids, and it won't bring your ex back. You need to get up and start working on yourself. Even if you feel you deserve to suffer and feel guilty, this was 20 years ago. You cannot change what happened 20 years ago. 
You didn't murder a family. You didn't abuse your children. You made a series of bad decisions that cost you your marriage. Whether or not I or anyone else think that his reaction is justified is not relevant. Your marriage is over, but your life isn't over. You cannot live your entire life revolving around another human being. You've suffered enough. Life is complicated. People are complicated. People make bad decisions and tough choices and have a right to feel the way they feel. But the world is still spinning. The sun is still shining. You need to get up and get therapy and start picking up the pieces for your own sake. Just because you don't get to have your ex back doesn't mean you don't get to live and function as a human being. You don't need to feel miserable forever, even if it feels inevitable, and you don't deserve to feel miserable forever. Not for something like this, even if you don't deserve to have your husband, which is entirely his decision, no one else's. You do deserve to be able to exist and function as an independent person and God forbid, feel moderately okay to even happy, even if you don't think you deserve it. And one more from Luna Muna who replies that one saying, I have to say though that this Julia is truly an evil person goaded her into falling around all those years ago, presented her few weeks as a year, which she herself did, blew up the marriage after almost two decades and then goes and sleeps with her separate husband. It's almost cartoonishly evil. I feel like she felt jealous she didn't have the relationship OP had and well now, OP doesn't. Doesn't take away from OP's misdeeds, but what a terrible thing. What ex-husband is doing isn't healthy either, sleeping with evil ex-best friend. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to one more story. And it's from Sal Slytherin who says, my husband beat cancer and now he's given up on our marriage. It's been six months since my 21 female husband, 21 male has a stem cell transplant. This was in conjunction with chemotherapy to help improve his quality of life if the chemo worked as treatment. He had metastatic brain cancer in his bones and his chances weren't good. He still has to worry about the cancer coming back in the future, but the treatment did work and now he's back to normal life. Except nothing has been normal. He's been depressed ever since he got home from the transplant. I've tried talking to him about it and showing my support. I talked to his family, basically just telling them he's feeling burned out and asked if they could reach out more. I've tried to handle a lot of my own struggles on my own. I have clinical depression and now I'm recovering from pushing that aside to be his caregiver for two years. I'm in counseling and I still work full time. This past week, he told me he's been thinking about it for a few weeks and he doesn't think he can do this anymore. This being our marriage. He says, I always take my anger out on him and the past year has been all about me. I took a few deep breaths and told him that's hard to believe since in this past year, all I've done is work and use all my vacation days on being there for his treatments. This summer, we used all our extra money on him getting his dream motorcycle and all the accessories to go with it. We had planned on getting me one too, but it ended up being too expensive so we agreed on him doing the motorcycle course and getting the bike himself. I've been focused on my therapy and healing. I've been going to work every day. I also got basically ghosted by my best friends after she got married this summer. I've had repressed memories and childhood traumas come up in the last month that I've been working through basically on my own. My husband knows, but we've had a total of two conversations about it. And when I try bringing it up, he makes the conversation about something unrelated. I said I wanted us to go to marriage counseling since he's been refusing to see his own therapist or counselor for the last three years. He finally got himself a counselor instead and I feel like it's too late for that. After he told me this week he thought our relationship was over, I snapped. I told him if he was giving up, then I wasn't going to shut up about the pain I'm dealing with anymore. 
I am always forced to be quiet and listen to him talk about what he's been going through. And I've done it happily our entire marriage. And to hear him say these things felt like the ultimate betrayal. Now he wants to take it back. He says he never should have said that. And he wants me to give him time to work with his counselor and heal. But I still think the problem isn't addressed. He thinks the last year ahead has been about me. When our entire marriage has been about him. And he never acknowledged that. He refuses to talk about his treatment and things we were together for. But he makes jokes about his own funeral. Even though it makes me cry. Does anyone have advice or questions are welcome? I think he's given up and now that he's verbalized it, part of me just wants to be done. And there isn't too many comments on this one and the comments that are there are just saying, you know, be done with it. You don't have to put up with this. Cancer doesn't make you do these things or be horrible to someone else, etc. And I found it very interesting that it got to the point of you, you know, totally having enough of it after he said you know he wants to split up with you and he's had enough of this being your marriage doesn't want to listen to you with you know some issues that you may be facing and then when you finally exploded and said you know this feels like the ultimate betrayal then then he wants to take it back and wants you to give him time to work with his counselor and heal but you also went on to say he still thinks the last year ahead has been all about op which whether we're talking about you know husband's depression or, or whatever's going on at the moment. It's still an incredibly horrible situation for OP to be dealing with after everything that they went through, you know, taking days off work to help them through their treatment, to help with everything. And I know OP is doing it out of love. We all do these things out of love, but it is no small task to help people through cancer. And I, and I know that might sound like a horrible thing to say, but it is a big, it is a big uptaking. I mean, I often bring up my dad in these situations and dealing with, you know, him and going through his chemo and the many appointments he has. I mean, I can't count how many times I was in hospital with my father for appointment, checkups, chemo, lung drains, just so much stuff going on. It was an absolute whirlwind of a time. To then feel like that was potentially thrown in your face after all of this must hurt. And I, as I said, I, we do this out of love. We don't do this for recognition from the other person. But then to be treated negatively after the fact must incredibly hurt. So I'm going to be very interested to know how the update goes. So let's dive straight into it. Update. Here's the skinny. My 21 female husband, 21 male, had two years of intense treatment for cancer. He went into remission after a stem cell transplant this past spring. Ever since, he's been negligent of my feelings and our relationship. He rarely wants to do anything I want to do, and there's always a reason why we can't at the time. But he'll never consider it again after he said no, and this is about stupid things like going to the zoo or out late on a weeknight. He won't spend any extra money on me, even to get a lamp to go for my vanity or new clothes when I've hardly shopped since we got married. I make my own money, but he does all the budgets. When he was in treatment, we developed a system where I'd send him what he needed to pay the bills. He'd send my money back to me if there was extra. When we moved in the spring, our rent went up and he said we had to cut our spending money. He told me to just keep $100 every month and send him the rest. I don't. I always say there's a few extra things I need to keep money for and hang on to a bit. But I still end up with a very little in my account and I always told him that I wasn't okay with doing that for more than a month or two while we figured out our finances. I'm not comfortable just sending all my money to him to handle but ever since it's been reason after reason why we haven't been able to merge our accounts. He said a few times that he understands why I want a joint account but he doesn't see the difference since he's my husband and I can trust him with it. He knows my parents are really bad with money and they never taught me to manage money. 
Sometimes he hints at that when I talk about wanting to share in our finances. But I had more savings than my husband ever did. I owned my own car before he even had one. And then his dad paid for half of it. I paid for our wedding. It was small, but it was still nice and cost about 8K. While we were engaged, he bought a pickup that died before our wedding. He spent his savings paying the rest of the loan on it, about 10K. I paid first and last on our apartment and covered rent while he couldn't find a job. This is after I got him a job at a pizzeria I've been at for six months. He got us both fired. He always says they were shady anyways, which is true, but not the point. After my original post, I told him I want to set up a mutual fund so we can at least have our cash and bills coming from the same place. He just asked me to move the appointment with the bank, then a few minutes later came out with a plan he and his brother made for us to get a joint checking account. I said that's not a mutual fund and I want to do what we already planned. At this point, the red flags are off the map. I've talked, we've talked, he explained and explains, but things never get better for me. I can't focus on myself at all because I'm basically babysitting a grown man. I have so much healing to do and I want to do it together, but he's not letting it happen. I think I should be over, but part of me wants to keep fighting for this. After everything, I just want us to work so bad. Could this possibly be salvageable? If not, how do I pick myself up enough to face that fact? Edits, I got stoned 22 hours into replying to my comments, so that's why I'm chatty. Thanks so very much to everyone who's helping me think this through. Tonight, I canceled our 2022 trip to Mexico. I think it's time I leave this relationship. And again, thank you so, so much to everyone who helped me realize that. I plan to update in a few days. I probably still need advice and I'll let you know how it's going. Now at the point in that update where you said red flags, I was feeling the red flags too. This does seem like some sort of financial abuse to me. And the fact that you can't get this joint account that you keep asking for multiple times. And why is his brother involved? And when he said to you, you know, when you mentioned it, you know, you should be able to basically trust me. You should be able to trust me to look after the account. You're bad with money kind of thing. And the way husband is going about this, I think you're potentially doing the right thing. He doesn't sound like he's changing very much and even doubling down in some aspects of your relationship. But I really hope it does work out for you and maybe go 2022 trip to Mexico by yourself. <laughs> I hope everything works out for you, OP. And what do you guys make of this one? What advice would you give to OP about their relationship? What would you do if you was in their shoes? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories, the comments, the likes, everything you do is absolutely amazing. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.